It is the one time of year where not only do we all come together to talk about how thankful we are for whatever it is about like either our lives or wrestling, it's also that one time of year where SmackDown and Raw go head-to-head. No NXT this time, so we have to get pretty sad about that. But, hello everybody, welcome back to the Shoot Style Sound Wrestling Podcast, episode number 26, the special Thanksgiving edition of the show. I am joined today by Schmidt. Nice to see you again. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. That's good. And Eric, as usual, how are you today? I'm doing great. Ready for Survivor Series. Nice. Yes, it's um, it's kind of like the big thing right now. How are we all feeling about it? You know, it's kind of like people are kind of been in and out with like how it's been like built to and kind of like, eh. but how are you all feeling about it? I, I think the I think they're take they're focusing less on the matches and more on the Undertaker retirement. Yeah, that's true. Again. Again. Yeah, it's true because like he had it. We, we saw how good the send off was at Mania. But now it's like, oh, he's going to be back again. Like, and I'm like, I'm, and I'm worried, like, don't do another match. Just don't have to be a real-time match. You know how poorly those can go sometimes. Like, please. Mm-hmm. that's what we're all hoping for. Like, I don't know what else you can do. Like, we've seen so many false send-offs now because it's like, we've seen the one in Mania 33 with, like, the great picture of, like, the boots. You know, it was the coat and the hat, right? And they had, like, the backdrop of, like, the WrestleMania stage. And then we had this year... Him run after the sunset with like Metallica playing in the background after he won the Boneyard match. It's like th- these are too good. Like, what can you do from here? But now I'm hearing like, oh, he might do something else with somebody else now. He might put somebody over. Colt Hawk said he should hit the hell up of Alistair Black like beat him, and I'm like, but like, leave the guy be. I think they can do it without him. Yeah, I don't know. Like aside from that, like it's it just feels like it's been like another like whatever show. I think like there are some things that could have been done better like maybe like actually giving some of the things like related to the show like more time to develop on tv but understandably so like we live in the covid era which is actually I think one of the main reasons why nxt isn't involved because of like all their covid outbreaks which is unfortunate but well maybe next year then <laughs> and i think it'll be all right i think the match they have can be good like i think there's some good matches on it just a matter of like caring about it you know i think the main event they've been they've done a good job building like, between Drew and Roman. It was, like, a last-second change. I think it's a way more interesting match than what it was originally going to be. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but... And then... I think the tag match will be really good, too. Like, the uh, tag champions match. Unlike the uh, Survivor Series tag. Those should be okay, but I think the tag team champions match will be really good, too. But aside from, I guess, like, the other the other WWE-related shows, so, um, on the NXT side of things, we did mention them. They actually announced the next TakeOver, which is going to be TakeOver War Games. It's not on the same weekend, otherwise it would have happened by now. <laughs> but that's happening on December 6th. That's going to be the last TakeOver of the year. And how do you think they're going to make it work with, like, the performance set or setting? Do you think they'll just be, like, man, it more be, like, it's more of, like, the set is dedicated to it and have, like, less fans? Because I'm thinking about that. I'm like, how's it going to look? Like, what do you, how do you both feel about it? I think they're just going to dedicate the set to it and have less fans, probably. Yeah. Uh, the only thing announced for TakeOver War Games, I believe, is... This is it's just two War Games matches right now, which is the men's match is Undisputed Era versus the Pat McAfee set, which I think is called the Kings of NXT, from what I hear. Nope, Eric is back. Sorry, Wi-Fi issues. Okay, that's fine. We're just talking about uh, War Games right now. We're just mm-hmm. talking about, like, the matches and, like, how, like, they might present it. Because, you know, the, the two-ring setup and the performance there, which is interesting to me. I just want to see how they're going to make it look. So, as again, yeah. the matches announced are the Men's War Games match, which is Undisputed Era versus the Kings of NXT. That's, I'm aware that that's what they call themselves. Yeah. And then the women's match is Team Shotzi versus um, Team Candice to go with that feud. And how else are they going to do? Like, I think they're going to continue the whole Leon Ruff thing, which <laughs> he's North American champion. Don't forget. And I still can't. 
I still can't believe that actually happened, and I can't believe he actually got away with his defense. I feel like they're going to do a triple threat match between him, Priest, and Gargano. And if he wins that, then that's breakout star of the year, breakout star of the year right there for the shooties. Um, well, like, what was wrong with just doing a like a non-title match and Leon Ruff getting a pin over the North American champion? It's still a big win, especially since it's Johnny Gargano. But why give him the title and devalue it a little bit? Yeah, because like that title's always felt like relatively important, even if like a mid-card title for mm-hmm. the most part. Like Priest had a really good run with it as a face. He's always had kind of like a shorter reign. I thought he did really well with the belt. And then it's like the curse that Johnny has is that Johnny can't defend a title, yeah. which. It's he did he only he had no defense as NXT champion. Now he's lost this belt twice on the first defense. He lost to Redacted on NXT, and then he now he's lost to Leon Ruff. And I know it wasn't a clean loss. It wasn't a clean loss from what I remember, but still he still can't defend the title. Mm-hmm. He, he wait did they defend the tag belts at all when they were tag when he was tag team champion? Oh, that I can't remember. Because they won them from the revival in that match. They won them in Toronto in 2016, and then yep, they in that lost match. them. AOP wasn't it to AOP? But was that? I think yeah, because I think that was the next NXT takeover. That was that, that Orlando or the one before that? Was it Orlando? Because they or Orlando's Orlando is when uh, Champa turned on Johnny. No, Chicago. Chicago, oh, Chicago. Yeah, they had like they had they had a rematch. Let's see, Authors of Pain. They were you know, they were champions in Orlando. I think it was San Antonio then. Mm. So I thought San Antonio was the year after. No, then, see, yeah, San Ant- Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. That was that was 2019. Yeah, no, it was on uh, AOP beat them just straight up in attack match. Yeah, that's what it was. So yeah, they and because they won them before that, did they have any defenses between those takeovers? I'd say that is a bit yikes. Yeah, because they, yeah, it was between, it was one takeover. So, John Gargano is unable to defend a title no matter what it is. Oh, that man. is That's yikes. It. It's really yikes. And at least, Cham- well, Champa defended the NXT title numerous times, yes. but Gargano just can't, which is unfortunate. Also, another tip from NXT that we found out in the main event of this week's episode is that once Rhea Ripley lost to Io Shirai, she kind of got like her own like kind of like mini send off from like you know sportsmanship between the two she waves she like waves to the stage waves to the crowd and then she just walks off so uh do we think this is it is she gonna be heading to either of the red or blue shows what do you think absolutely i yeah she's definitely had called up and i think the women's division right now needs her i think raw needs her yeah i think smackdown's actually doing pretty okay i think they had a really good draft i think but i just think raw it's kind of like i, I can't find because like you, the only two people who i think could be a decent singles like threat to oscar are tag team champions yeah. So, like, if they're going to be tag team champions for a little while longer, you got to do something else in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And, like, Asuka has had, hasn't really had the best of luck of who she's had to work with, if I, if I had to throw my opinion in there. Mm-hmm. You know, she had started with Naya, so she's already beaten her at this point. She, I mean, the stuff with Sasha, that was a SmackDown superstar. And now she had Selena Vega. Oh, we'll get to her, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's coming up. And then she has, she's been quiet lately. And I think a good way to get her back into things is to either have her get a big win tonight or like have a good showing, at least, if she doesn't win. And then on Raw, if you want to debut her there, why not go for it and see what happens? Or you put her in the mid card, like just debut her and have like this big, big dominant star for a bit, and then gets the push eventually over time. It's just I think Raw could use her. It's a matter of like I just don't want to see them like mess up the call up as we've seen them do several times already. Mm-hmm. That's that's the concern. But I think with how she's been performing for like the past like year and a half, I think it definitely does show promise. Like you no, know, she was she was really well liked by fans. She had, she, had, she had some really good showings, like War Games last year and beyond that. She had, she had pretty good showings. And she's still relatively young, too, so she wants to, like, 
either take some time away or like stay in NXT. I guess I don't blame her, but like she doesn't have much more to do there is the only thing. So if you want to move her up to like probably Raw, you could probably start her out in the mid, just build her up and then eventually give her a title match against whoever the champion is. I think that's what you could do. I, I think if she moves to Raw, she has to go right for title because who does Asuka have? It's really nobody. I mean, the yeah. biggest storyline in the Raw women's division right now is Lana going through, Lana a, going through a table every week. That's exactly. <laughs> you said it at the same time, too. And, like, that's... I, I saw someone, like, theorize that tonight Lana will finally, will finally put Nia through her table, and that's how, like, that's how Team Raw falls apart. I don't, like, what's I don't think so. I think... I don't think Lana is accepted enough by the fans to have that happen. I think they want that to happen, like... WWE it's, got, that's like, like first, it, just, it just makes sense for like the the big like yeah, i guess like, i guess she's the face i guess she's the face here to but put, I, like the big heel through the table yeah but i think the fans are enjoying her going through a table every week way too much it's it's, it's a meme at this point i know like yeah. i think matthew and adam bichy were talking about this like they're like i'm getting really into this it's just funny to see every week and it's just like i don't know do, you, do we all think it's a punishment for what happened with like Miro going to AEW? Do you think it's a punishment for that or like a rib no i don't think they're that petty Fair. Fair. Shmoo, are you going to say something? Um, I, I, I'm actually, I actually am going to say yes, in my opinion. I wouldn't I be shocked. they are that petty, because they don't, this is the same company that fired CM Punk on their, on his wedding day. That's true. That could have been, uh, that, there's also another thing we could talk about for her, someone getting fired. Really good segue, by the way, is um Selena Vega. Anyone heard talk about unions lately? Yeah. So yeah, this um for those who don't know, it's about like it's, it's been over a week now since it happened. But Friday evening, uh, Selena Vega put out a tweet saying, "I support unionization." Unionization. Ten minutes later, WWE tweet, WWE has released Selena Vega, and I'm like, what? <laughs> So it was, it was, it might have been really bad timing because the reports have come out since saying what actually happened. Yeah. So but it's like, I guess that was the union suite was just the straw that broke camels because the real issue was that she started her own OnlyFans page, which is, yep, goes, that's what it was, which goes against uh, WWE's third part rule. Uh, mm-hmm. But the thing is, with the COVID schedule, they're working, you know, only 52 nights, a, like 52 to like what, 65 with pay per views, nights, dates a week. A year, I meant compared to the two hundred plus live tour with the, schedule with the house shows, and that and they make really they make their money on their on the house shows, and now you take spent. those away, and that loses most of their revenue. So these third party mm-hmm. sites like Twitch, Cameo, um, well, OnlyFans, um, they would actually make the wrestlers more money than their WWE contracts. Which it said too. I heard recently that she's, Vega actually made more money from Twitch and other places than she did yeah, her contract. Exactly. Yeah. Which is like wow. That's like like she she realistically could probably still make a good living with Twitch because you know she is that big of a person. She has that personality already from her time on TV, where she could be totally fine. But it's just it's just it's it's unfortunate because like we already talked about how bad their approach to these third party like services has been. We talked about it in other episodes, um, but it just shows that like they really want to take it for themselves at this point and it just shows like how like there's their independent contractors they aren't even being allowed to do what they want to do off of tv yeah like it's, it's absolutely ridiculous if you want mm-hmm. you know if you want to learn more about how their whole independent contractor situation watch the john oliver episode where he talks about it and he goes into detail on it you'll get you'll learn a lot more from than listening to us um but is, is that from dark side of the ring or something else no that's just from his show Okay, but I thought that would have made sense for a Dark Side of the Ring episode. That might, that might happen like in years to come, for all we know. Oh, absolutely, it should. Yeah, um, it should. 
We also have the um, the idea that you know Andrew Yang will crack down. He's he's talked about like how he'll crack down on this once he's in office mm. because at this point you know we have our new president elected. He'll have his new admin come in. He's probably going to be involved with that. So it's going to like they're going to crack down on this in like the coming months, which is crazy to think about too. Mm-hmm. So the landscape will look very very different. Like not even like a year from now. It could be a whole different thing depending on how things are handled. And it also shows, I think, well, there's another thing I wanted to mention. Uh, what the hell was it? Oh, yeah, there, there's, a, there's, there's like a union that tweeted out to Selena Vega after that tweet saying, oh, we support you. And like the chairman of like that union contacted her after like the workouts, like some sort of deal. And I'm like, oh, shit. So like immediately something might actually come out of this. But not like from like the Yank side, but more from like Vega's like own side of it. Yeah. So like they're, they're really going to start like some whole new movement. And then once we see... Andrew Yang take action next year. We'll see more of like stuff come together and like things will change. Maybe superstars will be able to stream on Twitch again. Paige will have more freedom because she's already changed her Twitch name and she still streams. I don't know how what the whole situation is with that. Asia Styles will probably stream again. Anybody else that wants to do anything else can probably get back to doing what they want to do. So it's ugh. And it sucks. It's like Vega just got drafted to SmackDown. She thought she was gonna, she was gonna keep she, her singles push going. She was so. one of Vince's favorite performers. And like when yeah. she when she got released, Vince didn't even tell her she was fired. Like I guess it was some guy from Talent Relations fired her. And then she's like, can I go talk Sean to Vince? Sean Laurinaitis. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't Johnny Ace. Um, I was say. And she's like, can I talk to Vince? And then Vin- and then someone told her Vince said no. And Vince wouldn't talk to her. It- it's- That's it's crazy. sad. If, like, That's sad. If you're going to take this big, rev- this big chunk of revenue from these people, at least, you know, pay them more or... Do or offer something. something in return, yeah, like extra compensation, or like help them out, like what they're doing on TV, like get them like coaching or something like that, so they can like improve uh, better on TV and get bigger deals from their success. You know, yeah, that's how some things can work. That's how big superstars, like you know, they push to get these bigger payments. That's what happened. We see like Calvin Savage, like most of the big names at this point. Mm-hmm. So it sucks, and I'm just worried like other people try and like you know connect with the audience, which is like what a lot of them do this for. A lot of the cameos that they made were like just talking to their fans and stuff like that. No, they can't even do that anymore. Like, how are they going to build their fan base? How are they going to like build these connections with fans? Like, when, eventually, when we get back to be able to do in-person shows with meet and greets, then like, will it feel the same? Like, will more people? Will there be less people there? It is. It's more of a long-term thing too, because like long-term, if they keep cracking down on this stuff, like nobody on the roster has like their own like third-party yeah, but source. That, that's what I think this was. It was just an example. They had to. They had to just to tell the other people on the roster. It's it's a statement. If you pull if you pull any of the shit, you will get fired. It's like what happened to. Uh, Daniel Bryan in 2010 when he joined the next. Oh shit! Yeah, he, he, he came, joined. He, he choked his. He, he choked, out Justin, choked Roberts. Justin Roberts. And before they were like no choking, and he did it. And then Vince came up to him and was like, "Dude, we gotta let you go. Like, I don't want to do it, but we have to. We gotta set an example." Yeah, but unfortunately, I mean, at least he came back and all worked out, yeah. right? <laughs> but still, like at the time, that was yikes. But it was, but it was it, well with Daniel Bryan. He started getting such a big following, even more on the, the indie circuit, and he was selling more merch than even WWE people. That they're like, exactly, because right, people love him that much. Yeah, so maybe yeah, they hired him back and maybe it all worked out. Maybe we see Zelina Vega back in six months or something. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if she went somewhere else. When she she has she has an OKP clause. It should be noted there, too. So I don't know if she's just going to yeah. do content creation for a bit and just do stuff on Twitch slash YouTube, which I don't want to blame her for. It's something that keeps her busy for that whole time period. If she wants to go somewhere else, I'm, it's tough to say if she would go somewhere else right away. Like, I could see Impact or AEW. It's one of those two, if I had to guess. But And also, it's, uh, speaking of Lena Vega, also her husband, Alistair Black, he put in a request to be sent back down to NXT. And they said no. And they denied it. So he's probably Which, frustrated and probably extra frustrated. He's definitely frustrated. This. I wouldn't blame him if he, like, wanted to do something or, like, just take time away and, like, think about what he wants to do. Because, mm-hmm. like, we haven't seen him since the draft, right? No. Yeah. yeah. 
He he lost the match to Kevin Owens on Raw. He hasn't been seen since. Mm-hmm. And then, then they both got drafted to SmackDown, and we just he just we don't know. Which sucks. It's like when like all these call ups happen. Like remember like last year when they did all like the NXT call ups. Not one yeah. night where it was Black Ricochet Champion Gargano. Like we all thought like at least like Ricochet and Black would go like somewhere, and they had, they had a decent start. Yeah. You know, they got they got a match at Mania. They're they're competing for the tag titles. Then like they broke them up in the draft. Like all right, this should be like singles guys now. And then they put Alistair Black in a room, and it's gonna be said he doesn't wrestle. And I'm like what it just it was weird and then when he went over to raw in like the second draft that year he started doing some he had that feud with buddy murphy which is really good and then he kind of just faded away and it makes me sad because like you know we we thought he was actually gonna go somewhere yeah and i heard they were gonna do him versus andrade for the title like the u.s title and andrade was champion and that just got scrapped yeah so everything that he was gonna start they just said no then they changed his theme music Vincent like didn't like his gimmick anymore and i'm like what He's like another version of the Undertaker. Nigger yeah. do this. <clears throat> remember when Alistair Black had a push? Petrus Bonds remembers. Yeah, remember, remember, remember NXT champion Alistair Black? No, that was, that was a short reign, but it was still pretty cool when it happened. Yeah, uh, it's frustrating, but uh, hmm. I guess we should probably change fronts to the one. Yeah. Well, answer that, Eric. I was gonna say, you know, it's frust. It not only is it frustrating for you know the wrestlers involved it's frustrating for us fans who care about these wrestlers and exactly. we want to we want to see them succeed but how it's just be? like especially during the COVID era and they only have so many people on hand mm-hmm. too you you don't want to risk overexposure <laughs> and like other people are just getting like too burnt out from what they're doing exactly and mm-hmm. like here's a perfect opportunity if Alistair's on Smackdown because Seth's probably going to take some time yeah it said that Seth's going away soon because you know kid so which absolutely deserves it yeah, exactly. He's done so much this year. He helped, he's helped Buddy Murphy so much. Oh, yeah, he has a first name again, Buddy Murphy. Yes, thank God. I'm so happy about that. So, yeah. Uh, but I guess we'll switch fronts to the other company for a bit. Let's go over to Wednesday nights. Um, I guess this is a good time to talk about the Superstar of the Week. Sorry, he's one of the headlines for this. Yes. So our Superstar of the Week. Oh, he's back from Newcastle. It is. He's a bastard. The Honey Badger. It's uh, Pac is our Superstar of the Week this time. And it's just exciting because, you know, we had these really cool vignettes of him, like of him being in isolation. We had the seven pox in one room, all looking for the chaos emeralds. And then he makes his return in this huge way. You know, we it all made sense for why they did the match when it happened. They did uh, Pentagon versus Ray Phoenix again. Pentagon pretty much murders his brother, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! And then Eddie Kingston calls him his best friend after the match. He kicks Phoenix out of the ring, and I'm like, No, don't do that to Phoenix. And then Eddie comes out, and oh. It's just nice to see him. And then he's already back. He's already, he's back in a big way. He's kind of a tweener. Like, if you ask me, he looks like more of a tweener right now. Mm-hmm. Than a, I, I want to call him a baby face. He's kind of like, a, he's kind of like his own character. He's already into this big feud with Eddie Kingston. It makes sense, too, because they were teasing, say, like, what, September? When Eddie Kingston, like, called out Pac by saying, where's your little British friend? Mm-hmm. And here we are now. Fans are into it. And then the, just this week, he reformed F Triangle. So him, Phoenix, and Pentagon are all back together. They got the stable again. And it looks like they're going to do um, Death Triangle versus uh, Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade, which will be fun. Yeah. I think they, sh- they should eventually do like a one-on-one match between Pac and Eddie, probably at Revolution. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a very fun way to bring it back into the fold. What do you both think? Um, no, I like it. I like that uh, they're going with the storyline that Eddie Kingston was break, like put, dividing the Lucha Brothers up. And then Pac comes back, reforms Death Triangle, and brings it back together. Because uh, they, like, they actually like Pac, yeah, too, like when you and, look at them on TV. And it makes it seem like... Death Triangle is going to be a stronger unit because of that. Mm. I mean, they because they, they, they start out when COVID starts, they, they've really got mm-hmm. to do anything. That was yeah. the problem. 
And then Pac had to stay in Newcastle because, you know, well, travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. And then that's where Eddie Kingston came in in the summer. He brought together the family. And then that's the whole best friend story. Things started with Pentagon. And that just pissed off Phoenix. And then Eddie just drove a wedge between them. And now here we are. Now they're back together. More of a, back to being attacked. They're more of a, they're more of like a six-man unit now. And it should be fun. Um, we'll see what they do. I think, like, with the whole Winter is Coming thing, like that show they're doing, they could, they could do the six-man there if they want to. But I know Pac has, like, a certain schedule he has to follow mm-hmm. because, like, he can only be in the States for this long. Then he goes back to Newcastle. He'll be back again for another set of tapings because it's a hot thing. It's how they're going to do it, which is... I don't know what the details of that are. I don't mm-hmm. know as much as other people out there would know. But that's what the plan is. It's just nice to see him back. Um... And yes, we'll stick. We'll stick to dynamite. Going back to other headlines, so um, I have a question for both of you: Who attacked John Moxley? Ooh, Kenta, 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 Kenta. Yeah, that's, my, that's a good theory. Listen to my theories here. Okay, so Kenta's in Japan right now. Uh, he lives in Florida. Um, he does live in Florida. So, you know, he, if he has, to, if he wants to come back, stay still. Has quarantine for two weeks. But since we haven't seen him since power struggle, so you know he can come back quarantine for that two weeks then on the december 2nd dynamite he'll come he'll come in uh interfere in the match so uh moxie loses to omega omega wins aw title and then now moxie has even more um more reason to go back to japan and you know defend his uh iwgp us heavyweight title at wrestle kingdom which i don't know he's he's supposed to he should he's supposed to do it yeah yeah um and so if he's gonna if he is gonna perform at wrestle kingdom he has to leave the states by december 20th that's the latest oh leave. i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that he still has quarantine for two weeks when he gets there exactly that makes perfect sense and that also yeah can't him to quarantine again mm-hmm. yeah my, my thing was too i think in the, the vignette before moxie got attacked backstage he <laughs> said i i hold two i hold two tiles two different companies mentioning mm-hmm. the aw exactly. title and yeah. then you put two and two together see and they're also being allowed to mention new japan on Dynamite or just AEW and Jungle. If you watch my full gear review, I do mention how like they mentioned New Japan like a couple of times throughout that show. And that's like where they're playing the seeds with the new leadership in New Japan, like wanting to be more open to relationships with other companies. Mm-hmm. And Tony Khan has said that they want to get a New Japan partnership going. So it makes perfect sense. If it wasn't my thing, so my thinking is that if it's not Kenta is a very good option. My other thoughts were um the Bucks also make sense considering, you know, they were teasing a heel turn earlier this year, but then they made him tag team champions because of Tony Khan, from what we understand. And now, if they're going to want to go back on that, this could be a time to do it. They help Kenny win the title. If you want to stick in the AEW realm and not involve New Japan at all, you could do that too. Mm-hmm. Or there's another theory out there, as someone said, is that if you look at the position that Moxley was in, it's of the tarot card, the hanged man, because like his leg is tied to his other leg, and that's like on the tarot card of the hanged man. So Hangman could have done it too. And we haven't seen Hangman since full gear. So I kind of hope it's not him, though, because like I just like seeing Hangman as a babyface. So I just feel bad for him right now. Yeah, because like he's been I, he's been through so much this year. Yeah, he definitely shouldn't like turn heel and join the elite again this quickly. No, no, that's that's a long term thing. That won't happen okay. for a while. But like, there's there's the theory that Hangman's gonna like go like gonna go like on like a downward spiral. Like he might join the Dark Order and stuff like that. And like eventually he'll do like the Daniel Bryan the Wyatt family thing. He'll leave the he'll leave them turn face again and then like have like this redemption arc. And then he beats Omega for the title. He's gonna, I think if Kenny does win the belt. Hangman will beat him for like probably yes. a year from now or something like that. Agreed. That's like the most logical thing for me, but that's that's a long term thing. They won't do that for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's interesting. Like Schmidt, do you have anything to add from what we said? I, I think it's the hurricane. Hey, he was on full gear. <laughs> he did appear. He did appear okay. on full gear. So hey, it's not actually the most out there thing. 
So there's a lot of different options here, but I think we'll, we, this also just happened this week, so there's plenty of time for this thing to play. We still have another episode of Dynamite before Winter is Coming on December 2nd. Yeah, they're calling it Winter is Coming, mm-hmm. and they are allowed to say that from what I know, because um, is it the, the same network as Game of Thrones or something like that they worked it out with? HBO? Probably. Well, it's TNT. I heard like they that's... worked out something with Game of Thrones. Uh... Yeah, I don't know, because that's the whole thing. It's like they're calling Winter is Coming. I'm like, is this allowed? Mm-hmm. But apparently it is. So I don't know. They got away with it. The graphics look cool. Like how it's all has like the winter theme going on. Makes perfect sense. So I guess like the last thing from like the AEW front is that the inner circle went to Vegas, guys. Yeah. And <laughs> what 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 did we think of this? Um, you know, it's a pretty basic, you know, Vegas kind of wake up, kind of hangover kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but I like how I like all the pictures are taken. You still see you have Wardlow and JK are just staring each other down. Yeah, they're just mad at each other. Sammy, Sammy and Ortiz Sammy don't want to be there. Sad, and then Jericho and MJF always looking happy. And Santana. Always Santana's just like, in the, he, Santana's almost like, he's, he's, he's just indifferent. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really mind it. But, like, the story is that Ortiz and Sammy just don't want him there. Yeah. Like, Ortiz has probably been the most vocal about it. And then, like, they're teasing that Sammy Guevara's going to leave. He's going to be like a baby face. That's what I think is going to happen. I think someone, I think Tim agreed with me on that one. And now, also, yeah, Conan was there, too. I thought it was cool. It was cool to see Conan make an appearance. I don't, he's probably that's probably just a one-off for him, considering he knows yeah. Satan and Ortiz, which I thought was just really neat. And the week before that too, they had the um, they had the inauguration of MJF Inner Circle, and, they, and then the thing I love from that segment is that they had balloons come down, and then the wind blew them all away, which I think made the segment even better because like it just showed that wasn't supposed to happen. Because yeah. the story behind that was like it was really windy in Jacksonville that day, and it was raining before the show, so the wind just carried over from the storm and blew all the balloons away. And it was so funny. But this week they do this. Also, we saw we also saw a came from a good old Swoggle, also known as Hornswoggle, was in this yeah, yeah, whole vignette. Played, played the baby, and it was just it was a weird way to end it. Not gonna lie, but like it's cool. It's, it's this is still like a brand new thing, but like it's it's just they're doing something with Jericho is because he's he's not gonna be in the main event. They have him like working with other guys, which is cool. And um, Tim told me this theory that he thinks that Darby is gonna hold the TNT title until Double or Nothing. And then lose to Jericho. What do you guys think of that idea? No, I don't think Jericho should have a TNT title. I mean, like, because the thinking is it's Jericho and it's TNT, so it's like he's a champion of the network. People oh, like Jericho. God. Okay. Yeah. I could, yeah. This is Tim's idea. It's not my idea. So. I could, I could see it because he's saying he's the demo god. Yeah, demo god. Uh, ratings, I metrics. I, w- I can't see that happening until maybe all out or even full year next year it's like even like further along the line because darby that's that's the second pay-per-view since like yeah because we still have revolution i think they're gonna do probably cage and darby at revolution considering that cage just pinned darby this week Mm -hmm. i have no idea i don't think cage eats a tnt title though it might be i think stark sees it more but but it's tough i mean darby just won the belt so he still has plenty of time to do whatever he wants with it oh i forgot also it's not in my notes but um so you guys ready for cody versus shaquille o'neal by the way oh god I'm so, so when this when this first happened, I was so confused. I'm like, someone's gonna come out. It's gonna be like some like big debut, but no, it's just like this woman who like cuts like this okay ish promo, and then it was a bizarre segment already. But then it's just I get I get it because like the TNT is where the NBA primarily airs when like the season's happening, and they're about to come back next month, so I, it makes sense. But also, it's like, does, did anybody ask for this? I wasn't expecting it, but I don't know what the rest of you think. If, I mean, I well, first of all, I remember when AEW was like, "Hey, we're not like WCW at all." Well, 
all these WCW <laughs> gimmicks are coming back. They have NBA players in matches. It's like, this is WCW. But it's also, if I was going to... Dennis watch, Robert all over again. Yeah, and Carl Malone. But um, if I was going to see an, uh, a Shaquille O'Neal match, it should be against the big show. Yeah, that they teased that at Mania 32, remember? They did, Shaquille's yeah. In the and, then, Royal. and then it just fell through. Like, Shaquille... It just like, never happened. Yeah, people just kind of gave up on it and... But yeah, and that's the only match I I'd like to see because you know Cody versus Shaquille is like why? Cody is like because like how let, let me see how tall Shaquille O'Neal is and see how tall compared to Cody Shaquille O'Neal. He is like seven. Jack is seven one. Yeah. Cody Rhodes, or he has his Rhodes back, uh, is he has a whole foot, yeah. a whole foot. Cody is six one. He's only an inch taller than me. So that is how what the fuck they would do with that match because yeah. like because like Cody calls himself the giant killer but he's he's beat people who are only like a couple inches taller than him like Brody Lee's only a couple inches on him Lance Archer's like what six eight and then like he never like who's like above like seven feet but he's a giant and, killer like, but he just lost to Darby Allen who's like five six <laughs> that's true Darby is way smaller than Cody he's just a lot faster though is the thing and he, yeah. he also he also outsmarted him in that match too so good match by the way I talk about it in the review. <laughs> So yeah, it's just it's such a weird thing. And plus the whole thing with like Jade Cargill, is it gonna be a mixed tag match with like Cody and Brandy against Jade and Shaq? I guess like the hide Shaq in the ring, but I have no idea who this Jade Cargill person is. Yeah, and like I have so, and that would mean that Brandy and the Cargill girl would be in the ring most of the time. And honestly, maybe? I have no desire to see Brandy in the ring. Nobody does. I've talked about how much I hate Brandy before on this show. Yeah. Like she's fine as a mouthpiece, but like this no. yeesh. No, no. So no. I don't. I don't remember this time last year when the Nightmare Collective was a thing and how bad of a time that was for the division, and the division still has recovered from that. Let's be real. Oh boy, but I guess like anything else in AEW, I can't really think of right now. It's mainly just been like other stuff. Tag titles, tag titles haven't really been doing much. I haven't seen FTR since Full Gear, but I think that's still like a while before we see something else develop there. Depending on what the Bucks do, and yeah, that's a bit out of the AEW front. Uh, let's go over to uh, Impact Wrestling for a moment. Uh, so interesting stuff has happened since. Bound for Glory, which was a bad night for a lot of us. Um, Deanna Peraza won back the Knockouts title at like their Impact Plus show, which pretty quick. But to be fair, with the Kylie Ray situation, that might have been why. Because we mm-hmm. talked about it last mm-hmm. time. Kylie Ray has retired. It looks like she was supposed to win at Bound for Glory. So Sue Young came in. Sue Young won. And now Peraza has the belt back. So probably calling an audible. That's my best guess there. And then, ooh, in the tag team division. Really nice here. The Good Brothers have won the tag titles. So we all thought it would happen at Bound for Glory. But the North one in a very dirty way, and now they've already dropped the belts back to them, and I've heard that Ethan Page's contract expires at the end of the year. So, if he doesn't resign, he might be leaving soon. That could explain why this happened. Or they always, they think the plan was always put the belts with the Good Brothers. They just didn't want Motor City Machine Guns to lose. Or there was an injury to one of them, I heard, so they had, that's why they were written out of the match. Mm-hmm. A, and then... Um, a go ahead. lot of Impact's top stars' contracts are expiring. We already saw yeah, that the Rassles... another one. Yeah, Rascals are gone. Rascals are all gone. Uh, rumored yeah. that they're he- going to head to WWE, which I kind of hope. Re- I kind of hope you... not because, like, oh, really? their whole. But the but the thing is, their whole gimmick is that they're a bunch of potheads. Yeah, WWE was going to run with that. Yeah, they, they, we we got lucky with Matt Riddle, but like he even he doesn't really mention it that much in his character. But also, that's just him. That's just him. That's his personality, though. Like, I mean, oh, well, I'm sorry. Wait, who's Matt Riddle? I mean, Riddle. Sorry. Riddle. Yeah. 
It's it's weird, but oh, he gets his first name back eventually. But yeah, I could see that. But where else could they go? Could you see them going to like be juniors in New Japan if they really wanted to do that? Um, be a bit bold. I don't think they would work there though. No, I could see him being like a good addition at Chaos, maybe. But oh yeah, fair. Uh, and you could say AEW, but like they're just so saturated. There's, there's so many. There's so many people there's so there. Many people. Like they'd be they'd be like probably stuck on dark for a little bit before they got yeah. on dynamite. If anything, so. and it, but WWE could be their best option. But like, what are they going to do with them? Their gimmick is they'd be so. Weed. The idea that I talked about with Tim was that they'd be in the cruiserweight division to start because they're all less. They're all two hundred five or lower, and then you have them feud against Legado del Fantasma in a trios feud, and then eventually probably Trey goes against Escobar for the cruiserweight title. That's not a bad start. But I don't know if they. I don't. Know, I don't know if Trey wins that. I though. kind of want to hold on and speak about uh, the cruiserweight title for a second because my new favorite wrestler, I think. Uh, he ju- I can't. What's his name? I, he's my favorite wrestler now, and I can't remember his name. What uh, Santos Escobar or somebody no, else? He just. It was a two hundred five live. It was a fatal five way match. And oh, was this the eliminator match? Different number contender. No, 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 no. It was just a regular old five way. Uh, let me go on cage match to see. Was it? When, when was the what episode? Was his name. It, it was a new guy. It was the first time he. First match he's had. A sh- not Ashante the Adonis then, because he was. He's been appearing. Uh, where's two hundred five live? Two hundred five live. Two hundred five live. Uh, is it this one? That is, that's not correct. Uh, where the hell is it? I'm trying to find it. Let's see. Events. I will probably cut ahead to when we find it. I'm going to try and he, just fill the... He's like, uh, like the Walmart brand, the store brand Adam Page. So he's, he's a cowboy of some kind. Let me see. Walmart. Where, where are the results? I want to see the results of 205 Live. I never thought I'd say that on this show. <laughs> God. I know Tim watched. No, I know Scott watched Two Hundred Five Live. He actually like likes. Yeah, I know. I just, I just randomly watched the latest episode the other night. I've never watched full episode. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Nope, that was that was well, because, Brothers run of this week well, because <laughs> it was Kurt Stallion. Kurt Stallion. Sorry, that's if, his name. Yeah, that, you can see in that name that just spells like oh my God. Walmart was, great value hangman. So is he I think so. You gotta watch. Just go back. It's just one match. It's just one episode. It's a five-way match. It's Tony Nese, Arya Davari, uh, uh, the Adonis guy. Um, oh my God, yeah, I, I found a picture of him right now. That is so like uh, like a leaner hangman. Kurt Stallion, and then the former uh, sexual Anthony Green. I forget what his name is now. Uh, I think it's like August Green, wherever he is. August something Gray. really weird. August yeah, Gray. August Gray. I, which I don't know what's wrong with his old name, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, there's a Chelsea Green in, on SmackDown, but oh, she's injured true. now, so. True. So they don't want to even want it to be related. So, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. There's a picture of like Matt Riddle next to him. You can see the comparisons between them. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's mainly just in the hair though. Interesting. He's a really lean-looking brother. He was on NXT at one point too. Once that's the 205. No, it's 205. It's yeah. just it's in the Capital Wrestling Center is where they do 205 Live now. Yeah. But go back and watch that match. It's crazy. Okay, maybe the person will be Escobar then. He is no more contender now, so we'll probably see that episode of NXT coming up. I don't know when, but probably sooner rather than later. Okay, good to know from Eric. Uh, let's see. And the final thing I have in my notes, anything else to add to that story, is that PWI is not done for the year. They had another list for us for them to reveal. Mm-hmm. So we already have seen their men's ranking, which John Moxley was number one. And we've seen their women's ranking, where Bailey was number one. But now they did their own tag team ranking. This one, I did not expect them to do this, so they um, announced it, I think, this week. And <clears throat> if I can get it open, we will go over the top ten and see what we think. <clears throat> Gotta clear my throat. 
Please load. Let me open my history too. There it is. All right, so I'll go from 10 to 1. So number 10 on this list is Rapongi 3K over in New Japan. Considering, like, you know, New Japan's had, like, a on and off year, I could see that. If they were also junior tag champs to start the year. Their period of judgment, I believe, was from, like, October last year to now-ish. No, so, you know, no, they they won the junior tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom. At Wrestle year. Kingdom. I'm talking about, like, the PWI, like, judging period. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so it's from, like, October last year to, like, now, I think is what they did it by. So yeah, they won. They won the belt at Wrestle Kingdom. Then um, Yo got injured, so they had to vacate the titles, and now shows them kind of like a singles guy for a bit. But you know, good tag team. Let's see them getting on this list. Number nine, the Kabuki Warriors. That's Oscar and Kyrie Sane, former tag team champions. Had some pretty good matches when they were around. Kyrie Sane is gone now, so obviously he can't have the tag team around anymore. But you know, pretty good. Uh, I see some women's action in here. Number eight is the New Day. So they, you know, they just got split up. I mean, they still have a tag team in uh, yeah. Woods and Kofi, who are the Raw champions right now. They had a couple SmackDown tag titles reigns, and Big E's been like, more of a singles guy lately. So haven't done like a ton, but like, they're such a good tag team already. You can't really go have a list without them. Yeah. Number seven is the Lucha Brothers. So um, AAA tag team champions, I believe. That's really about it from what I remember. Have not held AW Gold just yet. They were in a tag team final of the tournament. Been very involved with the tag division in AEW. Kind of like your guys you can trust to have a good match, basically. Yeah. That's how I see it. Number six is the Girls of Destiny, former IWGP tag champions. Had the big match at Wrestle Kingdom. They did lose, unfortunately. And after that, we haven't really seen a lot of them since then because of the lockdown. But they're just coming back. Probably do. They, will probably be been, they're in the same position. Yeah, they've been on New Japan Strong mainly. Yeah. Now they're back like in the main show. Yeah. Working the World Tag League right now. Doing pretty okay. Uh, number five, I think it's a pretty fair one for them. Uh, the Street Profits at number five, they have had actually one of the better like yes, call-ups from NXT, if you ask me. They've had, they, 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 they have really good characters. Fans like them. They're really fun to watch. And yeah, they just have, they, they've done better, I think, on main roster than they ever did in NXT, if you ask me. They yeah. just, they just, they just get it, I feel like. And anything to add? Uh, no, no. Okay. Number four, heading over to Impact, it is, we just talked about them, the North, a uh, year-long tag title reign. Mm-hmm. Have had great matches with everybody in the division. I think a tag team you can trust, really, like, old-school, like, strategy of how they wrestle. Fun to watch. It sucks you might see them break up soon because of Ethan Page's contract. But I, I think this is a good one. Tim said they should be number one on this list, fun fact. But, you know, I think if, like, maybe they either were more well-known or, did, I guess, did more, I guess. But like, in case they did, it a really good year. If they, I think if they weren't at Impact, they would have been higher. Yeah, because Impact, you can only do so much. But it yeah. sucks, like, you know, Impact doesn't give as much coverage these days. Uh, number three, uh, they just, they have, they've just they been broken up for a little bit, but it's the Golden Role Models. I just call them the Role Models and Bailey and Sasha Banks. Uh, so let's see. Both have a lot of singles gold. Uh, both of them have been in singles champions of the past year. Tag team champions had a pretty decent range. They worked with a lot of different teams. And just been really involved in storylines, you know. A really active team had that had that singles match just recently, and yeah, they they accomplished a lot in a short period, like the last year is what I would say. Mm-hmm. That's why I can see them being this high. Number two, they should be number one in my opinion. It is Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I think they should be number one on this list personally, because we'll get them in a bit. You know, AW Tag Team Champions have had had a great title reign. Uh, had a, had a match just by everybody in the division for a tag title match, and they were all good matches at the very least. Match with your candidate at Revolution and even with the Lucha Bros on Dynamite before that. Worked everybody in the division, had a really good had a really good reign. Sucks that the reign in kind of like in like a okay way. Mm-hmm. But you know. And number one, number one is the former World Tag Team Champions in AEW, FTR. 
So this one surprised me because they weren't very active before they went to AEW. But I guess since then, they've kind of reinvented themselves. Brand new gimmick, brand new presentation. Tag teammates for a bit, had good matches like Hangman and Omega did. And even before, I guess, they left, they were still like SmackDown Tag Team Champions when like, the judging period started for PWI. And, you know, they just stayed active. And now that they're here, I don't know what they're going to do next in AEW, but, you know, they're number one. I don't know if you feel about them being number one. Um, I'm... I'm okay with it. Um, I mm. think they deserve it because I think they were basing off like win loss record, how creative they oh, that's are. Oh, thing too. Yeah, uh, maybe a couple other things, but definitely, yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. especially like in this era of wrestling, their motto of no flips, just fists is which they abandoned at full gear. They though. did, and it that's but that was good to the story because then they did flip and they lost. It, it, yep. it cost it. It cost them. Um, then, it, I still name, I still named Cash MVP of the show though because he just worked his ass yeah. off that match. And uh, but it's, it's so against today's like theories of wrestling, like because everyone's doing like oh all these like backflips, all these corkscrews. You watch like the Young Bucks versus Top Flight, and it's like just fast paced action, action, action. Yeah, but no, they can slow it down, make it technical, and make you care about it. And then you can still you still have the close two counts, still have big moves. Like the Shatter mm-hmm. Machine is one of my favorite uh, double team tag team moves. Well, good night, it's called the it's called the Goodnight Express now. Is that right? Is, is I it? think it's called Goodnight Express. I don't think they can call it Shatter Machine. Oh, that's true. Well, and I think they called they called the Spike Powder. I think like the Mind Collider is what they call that now too. Yeah, um, which is okay. But yeah, and they they honestly they are one of the best tag teams in. The world. I agree. I just think that Omega Man did slightly more in like the judging period, but now they started like not to like start of this year really. But still, like I, it's you I, know. I, I think they chose FTR because they're more of a traditional tag team, and you know Omega and Hangman are seen as singles competitors. Singles guys that came together really well in a tag team, yeah. Because like they had they had really good offense together. They both could work matches really well. They had a cool finisher because it's both their finisher. Well, well, both like big moves put together. Because Omega did the V trigger as part of their finisher, mm-hmm. whereas Hang, Hangman did the buckshot, which is his finisher. So, they had, they had like the overarching storyline of Omega and Hangman too, because you know, yeah, they had like the what's gonna happen, how they're gonna fall out, that they're gonna get along, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think like I think next year it'll be more like easy to tell who number one is, considering FTR will probably still be together. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely will still be together a year from now. Uh, absolutely. Whereas Omega and Hangman are gonna be bona fide singles guys in their company. So, yeah, I guess like what else could happen? I guess like on the other side. Like Street Profits are probably like are gonna be like probably one of the top tag teams for like to see in the future, so they might be even higher next year or yeah, I, retain where they are at the very least. Yeah, because I think they're I don't think they're gonna have like all these five star classics that FTR is gonna have. No, but they're, they're just they're, they're just really good characters. They're definitely more marketable because I've seen them yeah. in all these like ads on TV stuff. So it's like Montez Ford has the charisma to make it work. Yes, yes, that's does. the thing. Ford has such good charisma, and people just really like him. Mm-hmm. And like I think they're, they're gonna be together for another like at least a year because I know I think one day we're gonna see four about this big singles guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like you guys agree with that, but I think I just think it's really realistic that that'll happen one day mm-hmm. because I think he kind of just has it all. But I, I just feel bad for Dawkins because like everyone just rags on Angelo Dawkins, but I'm like the guy just tries so hard. But like he was he was just lounging around in NXT for years doing nothing, and then yeah, exactly. Montez Ford comes around, put them together, and there you go. Look at that. Let's see. He he was in the PC for like, like what like six years. Yeah. I told I was talking I was telling my dad about this when Mania happened. Like he worked so hard to be like in a big like Mania Stadium match. And then he moved <laughs> to performance center. And then he got moved to performance yeah. center because of COVID. I felt so bad for him. He worked so hard yeah. to have his big match there. It's it was, it was so sad. That's so bad. But yeah, but he, he he couldn't control it though. That's the thing. It wasn't his fault. COVID. So yeah, that's what happens. We are in the COVID era. All right. Uh, I have no other headlines. So I think it's gonna wrap it up for the one count. So next up, we're going to move over to the sauna seat. 
said let's go over to the sauna seat we're talking about some video games as i just said so uh recently we had the aw games uh, press conference and this was a really interesting presentation you know we have they're, they're all just steve jobs one person comes out one after the other interrupts inter- interrupts kenny as he's talking it was pretty funny it, it did kind of like go on for too long after a bit but i thought it was good but the big thing we got ourselves a teaser trailer for the aw console game well that, that'll probably be the main focus here so what do we think of what we've seen um i haven't seen too much but um they look kind of beefy like especially jericho it's, did, it's but... like it's like a uh we all-stars if I had to, if yeah i like, kind of like that but again. but yeah i'm excited for it yeah schmidt you were in my stream chat when we were live reacting to this what did I you think loved that conference it, it was just entertaining to watch it's only like 20 minutes too it's not very long either it was so funny because it literally was um every time someone would come in to interrupt kenny they would just repeat the same opening crap. That's true. So, Eric, if you haven't seen it, um, I'll I don't know if you've seen the whole thing, Eric, but basically the gist know. is that Kenny starts it. He'll talk about, oh, when I got signed on the company, I talked to Tony Khan saying I wanted to be involved with the games project, yada, yada, yada. Aubrey Edwards came out next. So the referee, she she like takes off her ref shirt. She's just she's just like she's just like Steve Jobs, which is, which is the whole gimmick of the show. And she does the same thing when I first got signed on the company. I talked to Tony Khan, now here we are, and then yada, yada, yada. Then they show this other thing for the game. So I think Kenny showed the console game. Aubrey showed the first mobile game, which is like a GM mode thing where you get to book your own match and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's more, like a, it's more of like a simulation thing for your phone. And then I think the second, the next person to come out, I think it was Britt Baker was next. She, she's working on the apparel. It's a very like standard, it's just a logo on a t-shirt. I mean, it's it's the first T-shirt. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The AW shirt at the beginning was pretty standard too. It was just a logo. It was a good shirt though. And then finally, Cody came out with his grand entrance. I mean, it was it was just it was just the intro. Fortunately, he starts to Steve Jobs and he reveals the double or nothing for mobile game. My guess is that's a gambling game. So microtransactions, uh, slot, slot games. It's a, no, I think it's more than that too. Like they can do like blackjack, uh, twenty one. I got two of those too, and other stuff like that. So there's um they got so they got two mobile games and a console game. So mobile game, I, I, I'll try the GM game for sure. Mm-hmm. The gambling game, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, but, but you know, I think the the GM game because you can like book your match, you can build your shows, you can use the talent they have, stuff like that. What I think they could do with um the console games, they can update the roster as like the year goes on because I think they're not gonna be a yearly release. I think they'll they'll do at least like one release for the generation. And as the years go on, they'll update the game, yeah. add in more talent when like in like these like either, like quarterly or like like bi quarterly patches, and, like they'll add new people into the game depending on how long it takes to develop things. I think it's exciting because like we finally get this alternative to the two K games, even though we didn't really get one this year because COVID. But after the disaster was two K twenty, it's just nice I, to it, see something else. No, 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 no. So the the two K series didn't stop this year because of COVID. It's because last year just sucked so bad. Right, that's fair. It's just like they just they just cease production for now. Don't don't because blame of, COVID on this one. COVID deserves better than that because the game was trash. People are still dying. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but that, but that game was trash. It was. It, I mean, I remember when we when we, we we talked about it on the show. We talked about it last year. I remember we we were just ragging on like all the weird stuff they did with the game. Like there there was customization for sure, but we had like a giant rib as a playable character. Like what's going on here? But it had to do with like, the career mode. Ribby. Yeah, that, it had to do with the career mode. Also, that's an insider term. I'm pretty sure. So. <laughs> So it was, I give them credit for having the ideas, but, you know, it was their first game without Ukes, too. And Ukes, they were going to the AW game, too. They are. And they also got, like, like the lead producer of, like, WF No Mercy working on the game as well, which is, like, holy shit. 
Like, they dug for this game. They did their research to get, like, a good team going for this one. So, yeah, my guess, the game part won't come out to, like, this time next year, if I had to guess. Like, at the earliest, I think. Because the footage they show was, like, pre-alpha footage. Well, I bet you they're going to have a release date for probably October 27th, I'm going to guess, next October, year. Then, October, November is my guess. Yeah, and then, at, at the earliest. But then it's going to get pushed back till I'd say it wouldn't be released until February. 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Depends, depends on like what they want to do for development. Like it looks, I mean, the trailer looked fine. And I know it's still like early footage, and it's going to be a lot different probably in the final product. But still, like it shows they're getting somewhere. Yeah. Also, a big thing that I forgot to mention in the trailer is that um, intergender wrestling is going to be in the game too, because they do this moment where um, Kenny is setting up for something, but then Sheeta appears and attacks Kenny. She does, she, she does all her signature moves. It's just the Falcon Arrow, uh, the big knee strikes. So, yeah, we get intergender wrestling back in this game too. And one of my friends told me he's gonna do Statlander versus John Silver like immediately, and I'm like, oh, of course, because that, 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 that's like a beat, that, that's like a being the elite feud for those yeah. who don't know. Because uh, I know Eric, you don't, you don't watch being the elite. Right? I do. I have watched more recently. Okay, I remember last time I had mentioned it, you said you didn't watch it, so that's kind of like how John Silver's gotten over. John, like oh, everyone, John Silver yeah. is is being the elite. Yeah, because like he he's almost in every skit. I feel like, or like they mentioned him at least. He's the BTE champion now too. Mm-hmm. And, they, and so, yeah, they'll do him versus, we can do that. We can also do, like, other fun stuff. We can do, like, Riho versus Kenny Omega because, like, that was a mixed tag team for a bit, stuff like that. It'll be fun. It gives us more freedom. I wonder what their creation suite will look like, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be very similar to, like, what we get in the 2K games. Like, you know, Arena, Superstar, Logos, that sort of fun stuff. And, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, well, I guess I'll, leave, I'll ask you guys this. What else would you like to see them do with the console game? Anything that you want to see in the game? Um... I don't want it to be exactly like a 2K WWE game. I want something different. Like, What's your definition of different? Like, I'm not. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I like. I just don't want to see like a carbon copy, basically, just with different. Well, logos it, different. I mean, it looks like we're not getting that though, from what we've seen. That's yeah. That's kind of what I'm hoping. So I mean, from what we've seen, I don't think we're gonna get like a like a me too strategy. From AEW games, it's gonna be more like I guess be very arcadey, probably more fast paced, probably more akin to like your Here Comes the Pain or like No Mercy kind of games. Some like some kind of hybrid of that, I would imagine. And we will also get like probably like fast paced action, like simple but not co- not complex controls. I think Omega described it as easy to pick up and play, but hard to master is what he described. Like what he wants, what he wishes the game will be like. So like, you could probably like. Like when we're we're able to actually see each other in person again, we one of us come over to someone's house and like we try this game for the first time. We'll figure figure out buttons like in a couple of minutes, and then there you go. And it's just a matter of like getting used to the pattern and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Whereas two K, it's like there's a whole chart of like things you gotta do when you're playing the game. Uh, yeah. Like oh, you you're in this side of the ring, you only do this, or like you're in the middle of the ring, you can do this, or like you're trying to like, pick up a weapon. Here's what you can do with it. Like there's always different. Like once you get it, it makes sense. But like for beginners, it's it's very overwhelming. Yeah, that's the thing with like those games. Imagine it's fun as like the older ones are. It can be intimidating. So, yeah, I think that's just about all I have to add with that. Anything else from you guys about AW Games before we move on? All right. So, sponsor break time. So, some of you might be asking, what is the best way to listen to copyright-free music that you will not get flagged for on Twitch and YouTube? And my answer to that is the sponsor of today's podcast, Streambeats. So, what are Streambeats? Streambeats are license-free, royalty-free music that you can use in all forms of content. We use it in our YouTube videos for the most part, whenever the video is by me. And I found out this week, Cultaholic uses them as well. 
I realized that this week, so I got it from somebody else this before I realized that they use it. They are by Harris Heller, a content creator on Twitch and YouTube who has his own record label called Senpai Records. Yes, you heard that right. Senpai Records. So, yeah, they are. You have four different genres with a fifth one coming very soon. You can do lo-fi, you can do synthwave, EDM, and hip-hop beats. They're, they're, all, they're almost all instrumental. And there's a Street Beats rock genre coming out very soon, both with vocals and without vocals. And, <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah, hopefully not. They will also have guitar tabs for, for musicians out there. You want a guitar tab from Stream Beats? You can get it with Stream Beats Rock. So, if you want to look it up, uh, look up Stream Beats by Harris Heller on pretty much any platform. YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, other platforms you can get. You can stream music off of. They should be there. And they are totally free. I'm also going to link them in the description below for people who want to check out Stream Beats using your content. Listen to it if you just want to hang out and have like some background music. It's some pretty good stuff. All right, moving on to the next segment in our fun game of this or that. Today is the theme around brand supremacy and the spirit of Survivor Series. We're going to talk about what superstars we associate with what brand. So I have a list of superstars, mainly WWE superstars, where I will say the name. And what we will do is that we will say off the top of our head which brand we like to associate them with. So, for example, I'll say X person, and then one will say, oh, I associate them with this brand always because blah, blah, blah. That's the gist. So we'll go down, down the list and see what we all think and how we remember each superstar. Let's start off big, and our first one that we think of is John Cena. What brand do you think of when you hear his name? Raw. Yeah. Raw. It's hard, because like, I want to say SmackDown, because he did so much for that brand, but like... Yeah, I grew up I grew up with him on Raw. I'm going to say Raw, too, because I just grew up with him on that show. Yeah. Like, you know, he did he did a good amount on SmackDown, plus the end of his career, he spent a lot of time on SmackDown as well. But like, you know, I just like grew up with him on Raw. Mm-hmm. Alright, next. We're staying with the big names. Uh, Edge. Damn. I see him more on SmackDown. I grew up with him on SmackDown. Yeah. Eric, what do you think? Mm. Yeah, SmackDown for sure. Yeah. I'm going to say SmackDown too. All like his big title reigns for the World Heavyweight mm-hmm. title. That's what I think of immediately. He had some good WWE title reigns too, don't get me wrong, but I think of SmackDown whenever I think of Edge. SmackDown 6 too, right? Was he part of that? Yep. Still, yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. Another big one. Though this one could be actually kind of tough depending on which era you think of. Uh, Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna say SmackDown. Because like yeah, how he came in. Yeah. Because that's that's like he 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 actually started out on Raw weirdly enough when he first came in, but then he got moved to SmackDown like, really quickly because he yeah. got drafted. That's when that's that's when he was like champion and all the big matches stuff think, like that I stuff of Angle. That was before the brand split. It was because like that's before they announced this. It was 2002. Yeah. When they did the draft. The Raw after WrestleMania. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh, this one's actually kind of hard. I wasn't watching a lot when he was on SmackDown, like, originally. Hang on, I'm, I'm going to have to say Raw, because I remember him when he came back in 2012 on Raw. That's when I really first got to see him live, like, actually wrestle and stuff like that, like, more properly. But, like, I can see SmackDown is, is totally valid, too, considering how much he did there, and that's how much it I means think, to him. I think with Raw, he's more sporadic. You know, he only show up just to hype but, like, the next he's, pay-per-view. Yeah, he's, like, a big deal, though, whenever he's on Raw. Yeah. The thing. Like, he's always, like, it's always meant to be, like, a huge thing when he shows up. Yeah. All right. Next one. I mean, a bit back in the day, but Eddie Guerrero. SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown as well. Yeah, SmackDown. That's what I've seen him most. WWE champion, because, like, that win, he was on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
started watching wrestling in like 2011, so. It was before your time, though. All right, let's go next. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Raw. Ooh, really? Mm-hmm. I'd say it's SmackDown. But ooh, I, 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 grew up, I grew up with him on SmackDown a fair amount. He also, like, he's done like equal amount for both shows, I feel like, yeah. though. Oh, no. no I'm going to change mine to SmackDown because I'm thinking back World to the champion. The early, World of Great that, Champion. That and then also the early 2000s when it was. Oh, the yeah. Hardy like when SmackDown first started. Yeah. I'm going to change mine to a different brand. To a different brand outside of WWE. I- oh shit! Yeah, that you you you, I, that, you are allowed to do that if you have like, a good reason, though. I grew up with him on Impact. That's fair. Just don't think of 2011. Just don't think of 2011. Yeah. That's when you started watching. I started watching but- 2011, and um, before that, I was watching Impact a little bit because I was like, okay, so I got around, and then I went to WWE because I picked up the SmackDown versus Raw 2011 game, and I was like, a great game, by the way. Watch this. So I watched it, and then I was still watching Impact at the time, so I was like, so I would see Jeff Hardy on, at, in, on Impact. Fair enough. World champion there. It just sucks what happened in 2011. That's something mm-hmm. I don't want to remember. Alright, stick with the Hardys. Let's go over to Matt Hardy. SmackDown. Ooh, really? I have the MVP for you. That's like the big thing over there. Um, yeah, SmackDown. Matt Hardy. ECW. No, uh, ECW. No, I'm kidding. SmackDown. <laughs> you had Matt Hardy version one. You got the Hardy bro- Hardy Boys, and then you had, you know, Matt Hardy. Singles Matt Hardy. Guy. Yeah. Matt Singles Matt Hardy. That stuff MVP was really funny, too. That was all on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's look over to some of the modern stars. Uh, Roman Reigns. SmackDown because of his big ass heel turn on SmackDown. It's fair. So that's still pretty recent, though. To be fair. Still on SmackDown. Still want to say. I still want to say Raw, though. Because like that's where like, we, were, we were so used to him on that show yeah. until like last year. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna say Raw for now, but I think like like months from now that'll change to SmackDown because I was just so used to him being on Raw for yeah. so long until that draft happened. All right. Uh, let's go to the other person on the way to the Shield. Uh, Seth Rollins. Raw. Things kind of Raw. Yeah, Raw. He just, he just came over to SmackDown. Yeah. So it's kind of easy. Okay, let's go back to another old name. Uh, Randy Orton. Ooh. Uh, I'd say Raw. Definitely. I, yeah. I'd say Raw, too. Because, like, he's done... He, I, I liked him on SmackDown, but I feel like he's just done a lot he, more of his bigger things on I Raw. I mean, he was only on SmackDown for, like, a year and a half, if that. Yeah. 2011, when he was champion, then he went back to Raw. Two, that was, he was on SmackDown 2005 to mid-2006. Got drafted. Then Yeah, then he went to Raw, and then he was on Raw. Until, he was on Raw for like a long time. Yeah, until 2011. Until like the, and, he went, and he had stuff with Christian on SmackDown. Went back to Raw like the next year, and then go back to SmackDown until 2016. Yeah. And that's when he had that. He, he was more like the mid-card guy on SmackDown, just putting people over. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Our first women's-related one. Uh, all four of the four horsemen. Where do we think each one goes? Uh, Becky Raw. No, Becky SmackDown. SmackDown, I agree. SmackDown. I always think of her with the SmackDown Women's title more than the Raw title. Yeah. But then everyone else on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, because like Sasha has only been SmackDown for like a year. Yeah. Bailey, I mean, had she had a big reign, but she also did a lot. I mean, you also say NXT though. To be fair, for Bailey, I feel yeah, like that's true. Yeah. She she had a lot of character development in NXT. And Flair, yeah, definitely Raw. I know I like her on SmackDown. She's always been on Raw more of the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next woman's one, Alexa Bliss. SmackDown. SmackDown. Now that's where that's where big push happened. That's where it all started. SmackDown. Yeah. Ooh, this one should be interesting. AJ Styles. SmackDown. The house that AJ, AJ Styles built. That, that, and that big title reign. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's at two, but like, there was the big one. There was the... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, SmackDown. SmackDown. Also, he was US champion for that weird period when like they he was, he was in the mid card. Yeah, that was an interesting feud. All right, let's go back. Let's go back in time for a bit. Uh, Kurt Angle. Ooh, SmackDown. This was before my time, so I'm I'm gonna say Raw because that's what I've seen him mostly on. That's fair. He did he did he did a fair amount on Raw to be fair, but I feel like I always think of SmackDown with him. You could say ECW, but that didn't last long. Too. No, that was that was so short lived. That was like a couple weeks. Ooh. Yeah, I think I know we're all going to save this one, but uh, JBL. SmackDown. Yeah, world champion. Yeah. SmackDown. He did. He also did a lot outside of that, too. Mm. Ooh, okay. Uh, this, one could, this one could go either way, I feel like, depending on when you watched. Uh, Triple H. Raw. 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 You know, he did, he did. He was champion on SmackDown, like, both, like, back in the day and, like, in 2008. Mean, hey, the only reason JBL was smack, champion on SmackDown for almost a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Legendary line. I, one night stand. My, um, I also... I mean, also that Reign of Terror, that was on Raw. My brother showed me 2000, like, 2010 DX. Oh, that was interesting. That's when Hornswoggle joined. Well, 2009 DX. 2009, yeah. That, that That's when they were tag champions, that's right. He, he showed me that, and I was like, I love this. 2006 is way better. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when we found out the book of dance. Yeah. That legendary segment. All right, so let's, uh, let's, speaking of DX, uh, Shawn Michaels. Raw. Raw. Yeah, he was only on he, Raw. He, he was only on Raw. To be fair, that was kind of an easy one. That's probably the easiest one. All right, ooh, legend right here, The Rock. Raw because lay it the smack it down. Yeah, he was he was one of the founding fathers. Mm-hmm. The, the Rock show SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown. You know, he's he did a lot for Raw. To be fair, but still, mm-hmm. it's like SmackDown was kind of like his show. All right, next up, ooh, Christian. SmackDown. Actually, ECW. It's it's Christian. Eric's thinking on this one. Yeah, Chris. That I can't. I can't. I can't name one. Because it's hard. It's either SmackDown or ECW for me. I, I'm going to SmackDown. SmackDown, world heavyweight champion, also of Edge too. But like you can make a case for ECW because like he was ECW champion. You can also make a case for Raw. And Impact because you know Christian Cage. Yeah. Because you know former NWA champion. There. Yep. Well, that's back when they use that title instead of the world title. All right, and that, ooh, I think I think we all know what this one's going to be. Uh, Daniel Bryan, SmackDown, SmackDown. Yeah, he's he's always been on SmackDown since like the, the draft happened. He's never moved. Nope. World champion, that big heel turn, that great heel run. Mm. Let's see. Uh, the Miz, SmackDown, Raw. Hmm. Always depends where the see title goes. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say SmackDown, but only by a little bit though. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's, he did he did a lot in his early days on Raw too. Stuff with Cena. No, because uh, no. So his early days on SmackDown, whereas he was this host of SmackDown. Oh right, for a while. yeah. The thing the thing on his wrist. Yeah. What's what's that number? What's. And then, oh my and God. then like you know his uh, catchphrase was "Hoorah!" Like he's in the Marines, but he wasn't. Oh my God! But hey, he was a Marine eventually. I want to joke. <laughs> the movies. Remember? Um, shut up. Oh man! And then well, he 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 did he did stuff with Cena on Raw, Mr. Money in the Bank was WWE champion. Yeah. And then he moved to SmackDown. He was IC champion. Had that great had a lot of great mid card stuff. So it's kind of hard for this I one. Think, I, I, say, I think he's had his better runs on SmackDown. Yeah, I agree. He said, I feel like he's on Raw now, so that could easily change depending on what happens with him and Money in the Bank. Yeah. All right, his tag partner John Morrison. SmackDown. Impact. Well, then you can make the sit now. No, never mind. But I think SmackDown yeah. because Eminem, and then Brian Delight. Yeah, and then um, 
Then he went to ECW for a little bit, and then he came back and had a, a better run, I think, on SmackDown. The face turn, yeah. And then he turned face. Yeah, and then he had that match with Snooki at WrestleMania. Oh, uh, and then he gave Trish the cold shoulder. And then he gave Trish the gold, cold shoulder. Yep. Famously. Sit up for Molina. Yeah, Mania 27. That was not a good day. Uh, Sheamus. Ooh. SmackDown. Hey, World Heavyweight Champion. I'd say SmackDown, too. Yeah, I'm going to go with SmackDown because I remember him more from SmackDown than I. Yeah, because he was also World Heavyweight Champion. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he had a he had a pretty lengthy reign as World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. He, he may have feud with Redacted for a bit. He also feud with the Big Show. He actually had a really good match with the Big Show, which was weird because you wouldn't expect that. Mm. All right. All of the New Day. SmackDown because they literally like they've done so much on that show. But Raw too. Raw too. too. They say that's where they started. I say as a unit. I say just WWE, and I I can't name one. Yeah, that's fair. I say SmackDown because Kofi's big singles push on SmackDown. Yeah, that's pretty much only it though, because they they've had belts across both brands. Also, they're they're apparently planning something with Biggie. What are they? Singles guy, singles push. Can, can they? It's exciting. Can they do it? And then I think not... Biggie might win the Rumble for all we know at this point. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Which I think is fine because he's going really well for him. Cool. Don't put him back in. Don't put him back into talent void, please. Don't make him back into like three and up, man. I need five. No, even though I kind of like that gimmick. If you're gonna put him in the talent void. Just put him back with the fucking new day. That's. I mean, he definitely is still in the new day. They're just separated. Yeah. That's the thing. They're technically still like a unit, but they're just on different brands. All right. Um. Let's go back to the next person. Um. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Raw. Yeah. Raw. Raw, even though he had like he he did yeah, SmackDown, he he had title wins, but they never really went anywhere, sadly. Mm. But you know, he always he always picks up his character on Raw. They think he's better suited for Raw. This one should be interesting. Asuka. Raw. Raw, because Raw Women's Champion. Press on said NXT there. I'm gonna say Raw as well. I was thinking NXT, but I think she's made a bigger impact on eh. she's got she's, she's done everything everywhere, like yeah, across she's done three shows. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go to a tag team, the Usos. SmackDown. 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 They really, that's where they reinvented themselves. Now they're going to go even further, too. Mm. Rey Mysterio. SmackDown. 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 SmackDown 6. And he's done so much for that show. Mm-hmm. Plus, World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, ooh, I'm always surprised this goes to an outside promotion. A Shinsuke Nakamura. New Japan. Thought so. It's New Japan NXT and then SmackDown. Yeah, he's he's never been on Raw, so yeah, I'm gonna say New Japan as well. Finn Balor. NXT. 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 He's he's just he's just done a lot more there than either main roster show. Yeah. Like sure, first Universal Champion, they got injured. That was just that was such bad luck. Mm. Terrible luck. Bad luck, Fale. Uh, not quite. He's not on this list, but uh, Big Show. We're we're almost done. So oh. Big Show. WWE. Yeah, that's uh, valid. Yeah, I can't. I I'd say Raw if I had to guess. I, I would say SmackDown. That's fair. He he's 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 been around for so long too. Yeah, and he's had the most heel turns in WWE fucking across like both shows too. Yes, you you, you can make a whole show dedicated to both to those heel and face turns. Have a whole just another a third a fourth brand now and just call it the Big Show. The well, Big Show show there, that was a thing, and then it got canceled. <laughs> Unfortunate. Ooh, I think I think I know what I'm gonna say for this one. The Undertaker. Smackdown. Smackdown. Easily Smackdown. Easily. 
that's like his, that was like the show I always think of. Mm. It's like he was a world heavyweight champion. He was always at the center point point of the show when he was like active in the ruthless aggression era. Let's go to his brother Kane. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Raw by a little bit. He was champion on SmackDown. Remember world heavyweight champion. Yeah. But that was that was really weird though when it happened. To be mm. fair, like everything that happened after that was weird. Mm. Let's see. All right. Third to last one, a CM Punk. Raw. Raw. Raw, yeah. I mean, ECW, ECW, that's where he came in. SmackDown, he had the feud with Jeff, and he was just an asshole, and then he went to Raw, and that's where everything <laughs> he lost went even it, he further. Lost to Undertaker. Oh. That's and true. The shortest Hell in, Hell in a Cell oh, match. Oh, yeah, shortest team. Hell in a Cell match ever. And then he straight um, the Messiah, or Straight Society. Straight Savior. Yeah, Straight Society. Serena Deep was in that. Yep. As I re- remembered. The NWA Women's yeah, Champion. Gosh, All right. Second to last one Booker T. SmackDown. SmackDown. King Booker, yeah, King SmackDown. Booker. And finally, yeah. everyone's favorite, my first favorite wrestler, Batista. SmackDown. 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 We're looking at champion. He, when he got when he got moved there, it just went, it just went even better for him because yeah. like that's he was he was on his own. He just went. And then it sucks he got injured, but then he was just doing so well for himself. He's not that big view of Eddie, but then you know, he he, he he was always a SmackDown guy. I think towards the end anyway. He did a lot on Raw towards the end. But I think we always remember what he did on SmackDown. Yeah, but that's like kind of the part timer. Bigger name, yeah, Hollywood guy. Yeah, that, that when his when his twenty fourteen comeback, that was uh, we'll, we'll forget about Blue that. Tista. <laughs> Blue Tista. Uh that's iconic. All right, that's that's this. That that was a pretty nice one. I like that one. Really easy answers. All right, now let's end us on a nice wholesome note. We did this last year. Eric wasn't here for it. We're gonna do a segment called "I'm Thankful For," where it's where we reflect on what we are thankful for in wrestling, whether it be timely to right now or just in general. Eric, since you weren't here last year for it, what are you thankful for in wrestling? I am thankful for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, okay. Not only giving a different side of the product, it's more sports-oriented, less uh, like theatrics, like especially WWE, even AEW. Like, there's no back To an extent. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, there's no, like, Literally. backstage segments. The only, like, there's interviews backstage. After you, you, you got the press. You got the press. press Those are, like, very sports-oriented. But that's, but that's after the show the show and mm-hmm. uh because if you watch just like any like a road to or just whatever like it's a match then a match then a match then a match then a match it's it just and and i just think it's it's just much different it's great um what else am i thankful for i'm thankful for um just wrestling in general just always being there um as a way to escape uh everything and no, it's nice to just always have something there you can lean on. And then finally, I just thank him for The Undertaker. Uh, 30 years ago timely. today. Very timely. 30 years ago today, he debuted. Um, uh, and 14 years ago, uh, I just was flipping the channels and I came upon uh, Undertaker and Kurt Angle on SmackDown. And that's when, oh, the, that's when, yeah, I, was, that's when I was sold on wrestling. And I've been a fan ever since. And The Undertaker, obviously, behind me, he's my favorite. There he is, yeah. Favorite ever, always personal hero to mine. Uh, definitely gonna be kind of tough to watch tonight. Uh, maybe a few. Yeah, years. it's gonna be. I don't. We don't know what's gonna happen at time. At time of recording, this is before Survivor Series. It's mm-hmm. probably gonna go up either the same day or the next day. No matter how editing's gonna go. Um, but yeah. So, uh, thankful that he, hopefully, like, thankful he's ending it so his body can keep up. He definitely deserves it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, thankful for the Undertaker. All right. Very very nice. Uh, Schmidt, you were here last year for it, but anything new that you were thankful for in wrestling? Um, I am thankful for Roman Reigns' heel turn. He's been the best, like, 
I th- wasn't a thing last year this time, so fair enough. I am very thankful for that because it in- reinvented Roman's character and it actually made him what the fans wanted to see. Like, because we wanted a Roman heel turn, we didn't know how it was going to go, but now that it's happening, I'm going to say it's one of the most interesting storylines in WWE right now. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree. We get to the shooty slippy fun to reflect on, too. Like, I'm really hoping that the Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns thing is not the end of the storyline. I want it to keep going till WrestleMania. I want The Rock to come back. And- well, it's hard to say what's happened with Mania because there are a lot of different routes they can go. Like, you could have Big E win the Rumble and you do Big E versus Roman, maybe even Big E winning. If The Rock is available, then definitely do it. He won't even need a Rumble win to do it. You can have someone from Raw win like someone else in the mid-card, and then have The Rock come back and confront Roman because he's doing something awful to his family, and then perfectly don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Whereas if he's not available, then just do either Big E or somebody from Raw wins, and they challenge Drew. Or whoever the champion is. With how, that, with how the title was treated this week, that could easily change whoever champion is come Rumble time, or come Mania. Because like, it could be Drew still, it could be back to Orton, it could be somebody else entirely, it could be The Miz, because of Money in the Bank. You never know. I seriously All right. want the, um, the family storyline to keep going. I think it should. I mean, once Jimmy Uso is healthy, it will keep going. Because, like, you can you can do even more then, because you have the Usos as a unit again. They'll be more of a stable. They can have some fun with that. Maybe something, like, I think something else happens, someone else comes in. You never know. Tamina might get involved, because, you know, Snooka. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Anything else, Schmidt? Um, I'm just thankful for wrestling in general. But, uh, wait, Snooka is not related to any of the... Yeah, it's the not. Man. It's just, like, I just remember when they first debuted, they, they like, she said, was with the Usos. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Which is like, all right. Sorry. It was weird. Sorry, I didn't mean I mean, that. It, could, it could maybe still work, but I don't know. We'll try and be positive, though. All right. Uh, I guess on my end, let's, I guess I'll say timely this year. I think this year I should be thankful for that wrestling even stuck around in general during like these unprecedented times because, you know, we didn't know when this was all kicking off. We didn't know what the hell was going to happen. I mean, it, it was dark to start. You know, we lost some shows. We lost NWA Power. Still isn't back, and I'm really sad about it. Um, we lost we lost fans at shows, which made Mania a whole different atmosphere. But looking back, I thought Mania this year was really good. If you ask me, I think they should adopt a two night approach for every year going forward because of how much they like to put on those shows. And and beyond that, we've had some pretty solid pay per views. I feel like from each promotion, there's some like good and bad ones, but still they are at least consistent. I feel like, and they are too long. The pay per views this year have not been very long, which is like something we all were asking for for a long time. Like, they just feel like regular TV episodes when you watch them. Which is like, you get all the action, not much else. And that's something I should be thankful for. The shows are shorter, they're easier to watch. It's just something to go back and watch, too. There's still stuff happening in the world. And, yeah, it's been a year, to say the least. It's a year that we all didn't think we'd be here back in January when wrestling was happening. We all thought we'd get the usual year, stadium shows when we needed them, and stuff like that. But the whole climate we were in this year... I think most places made the best of them. There have been some yikes moments, you know, the occasional outbreak, but, you know, let's try and avoid that. New Japan have done very well for themselves in this climate. Eric and I talked about that last time. AW have done okay for the most part, I believe. So there is the occasional test, but they usually stay home when it happens. And it's impressive that they have fans there, and I've never any stores that had anything going wrong. But they test people, like, on-site, from what I remember. Like, if you go to a show, they test you, and you're fine. So, it's nice seeing, like, it slowly like try and work its way back to like some kind of like new normal like i still think we're gonna have this format for at least another six months at least probably a little bit more with all the the vaccine news coming out but you know i think it's been good see anything else that i'm thankful for uh i think fits time either this year i talked about this stuff last year uh 
I guess otherwise, it's kind of like just having a good variety. I know we we, are, we, are, we already brushed upon that, having a variety of shows to watch and like having like something they always like Eric mentioned New Japan. There's AEW out there, which is kind of like an alternative, like more of like, I guess if you're more of like an insider fan, like you like hearing like other terms and like having like more of like, get an idea of like what's going on behind the scenes. You can watch like other parts of AEW, like being the elite or like they see like all these other stuff that the wrestlers are doing. Whereas if you watch WWE, it's really just all on camera. You know, everything they do backstage is pretty much like revolves around storylines too. Scripted. Very scripted. Whereas AEW, it's, it's kind of like more like you kind of just go off the cuff and like people can try and improv things. That's why you have being the elite too. It's more just them having fun. You can get to know the characters better, you know? And it sucks that we are we, we talked about the negatives of that earlier, but yeah. And finally, I think we'll for Walter murdering Ilya Dragunov because that was a great match. <laughs> I'll probably watch that back before the year is over. <laughs> All right, uh, that's all that's really add for me. So yeah, I think it's a very good way to end things. So this has been episode twenty six of Shoot Style Song. Next time we'll be here will be the very start of December. I think it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be the weekend of War Takeover War Games or the weekend. I think after if I'm looking at my calendar. So, um, what's coming up in December? We will have the shoot sales on a podcast occurring in Takeover War Games weekend and the annual Shooties Awards. Those ballots are being made right now. Are going to be sent out in the early days of December. And oh boy, we're all going to argue and not come to an agreement. And let's roll the dice again, probably. But no, I'm going to try and make sure we have like five people for that. Even if you're not going to be here, so we'll have five ballots. So we'll have we'll have a tiebreaker of some kind. Hopefully, I'll be done with. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that happens. So. Um, I guess before we go, anything to plug between Matt and Eric? Um, check out check out the Shoot Style Sauna Facebook page. It's at Shoot Style Sauna, and also our Instagram, which I also think is uh, at Shoot Style Sauna as well. I believe it is. Yes, yes, it is. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, yes, definitely check out the new videos we made. We were late, to be fair. Mm-hmm. We were late uploads for Full Gear and Powerful. I do take blame for that for the whole gear review, but you know that was. Like to, that's my own fault, to be honest. <laughs> so I will try and be better about that for the Survivor Series review. That'll be started tonight, and I'll see you how quick I can get that done. It's, it's, it's not a long show. It's just the matches are going to be pretty long, probably. So there's going to be a decent amount to talk about for each match, probably. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Also stay tuned for end-of-the-year coverage of Recapping 2020. And until next time, I'm Selfish from the Shoot Style Sauna, joined by Schmidt and Eric, and we'll see you all for the next episode. Thank you, guys. And happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Taker.